anything like me, you're an avid user of Amazon. I get ads all the time for things it thinks I need to buy, apps I need to download, movies I need to watch, and books that I need to read. Well, recently, I was recommended to buy a book with a rather intriguing title. The book was titled, Mean People Suck, How Empathy Leads to Bigger Profits and a Better Life. And though the title necessarily wouldn't draw me to the book, I was really intrigued by the summary. I took time to read it, and in part it says this. This book uses real-life experience and proven research to show why, instead of blaming others, we can look inside ourselves and learn how to use empathy to defeat mean in every situation. This insightful guide shows leaders and employees how more emotional communication increases profits and enhances lives. If you're ready to enjoy a more gratifying professional and personal life, this book's stories and proven tips will help get you there, even if mean people suck. And no, it doesn't include the magic potion to solve all your problems or give you the formula to fix mean people. Or does it? Have you ever been talked about, but not to? Have you ever been made to feel like a number? Ever walk in a room and feel like you're there just to go through the motions? One of the worst feelings as a parent is when your kid comes home from school and tells you how down they are feeling because people are gossiping about them or treating them differently or awkwardly. It's really hard to understand why people misrepresent us and then other people react to something that you never said or wrote or even remotely believe. Why do people say the things they do, especially when they know their words will be hurtful? Don't they care about other people? Aren't they my friends? You know, there are some days where I just want to respond with the title of that book, Mean People Suck. Believe it or not, everybody's human, and most people will at some point, because of their human nature, let you down in some respect. They'll fail to meet your expectations, not because they're bad people, but rather because they're human. And as humans, we're all flawed. But what about the people who just seem to take it too far? You know, the people who are just plain mean. Though it seems like the harder road to take, our job isn't to feel that way or hold a grudge or to worry about what they'll say next or to feel bitter towards them. If you're in that situation, which we all will be at some point, choose to be the bigger person. Choose freedom from bitterness and resentment and pain. Freedom from that aching feeling in the pit of your stomach. When I focus on the humanity in the other person, when I see that they're just like me, I'm finally able to forgive them and to move on with a clearer head and less pain. So that brings me to a little thing called empathy. Empathy is defined as the ability to share and understand the emotions of others. It's certainly not the easy route, but why is empathy important? It's not just a simple, oh, they're sad, or that'll make them mad. The brain is a fascinating series of pathways and connections that make up a big network, and every thought, every feeling, every reaction, every environment has an effect on that network. Without getting into all the science, there's two clearly different types of empathy that have been identified. There's cognitive empathy, or the ability to understand the emotions of others, like a psychologist who understands what their client is going through but doesn't feel the same thing. Then there's affective empathy, or literally feeling others' emotions alongside them. Empathy is important because it helps us understand how others are feeling 
so we can respond appropriately to that situation. And while empathy is most often used for good, there's times when it can be twisted or misused for negative use, such as sharing feelings with someone else of hatred or aggression or using emotion for manipulation. So the question is this. If we know empathy can be such a powerful tool for the positive, why do so many people relate so poorly to others? And this is what I mean. Why do people think things they say are funny and continue to say them when it's obvious that their comments are hurtful? Why does somebody continue to act a certain way towards someone when it's obvious that they're hurt or uncomfortable? When we're kids, one of the first things we tend to do is mimic our parents or those we spend a lot of time with. We learn early to feel sadness when somebody gets hurt. We learn about the golden rule, to treat others like we want to be treated. We find out through consequences and interactions that bullying people isn't nice. We know that we should be kind and have empathy, but why do so many of us have trouble doing that very thing, especially as we grow up? As a middle school teacher, I see kids pick on each other all the time. And I remember this from my youth too, but the majority of the time it's just innocent picking or jokes that friends will poke at each other. But there's times when the comments, the interactions, the actions, which they feel are harmless, can have a snowball effect to lead to other things. They can have a not-so-positive outcome. Even as kids, these interactions don't make us feel good. And as adults... It leads us sometimes to be self-conscious, to worry, and even sometimes anxious and depressed. But perhaps the bigger issue is this. If we don't have a plan, if we're not proactive when we experience situations like this, we allow the mean people to gather at least some measure of control over our lives, even if it's small. You know, a lot of times people keep us, quote, off balance, even if they don't intentionally mean to. Things are said, we don't know how to respond, sometimes because we don't expect it. Sometimes it's because we let our guard down and we don't know what to do or say. And if it happens, it's like our balance gets thrown off. and We feel like we have to compensate for it in some manner. And that looks different for everybody. So in a world where the words be kind are tossed around as quickly as the latest trend, why is it so hard to be kind? Even though we all tend to have our moments where we act not so nice, admittedly there are people who make it more of a way of life. So if we consider ourselves loving and kind for the most part, what do we do about mean people? Remember what I said a minute ago about feeling like we have to compensate for what mean people may do? It's difficult. I mean, it's so hard to be genuinely good to someone who just isn't good, right? No matter how strong your faith is, no matter how good of a person you are, when you're caught up in a moment, it's hard to be kind to people who in their heart just seem to be unkind. How quickly we allow ourselves to forget the golden rule and make it instead do unto others as they did to us. We got to get even, right? But remember, getting even makes us even. And in that case, that means you're no better than they were. I feel like most of the time we aren't dealing with people who are mean to the core. We deal with people who are difficult to deal with, let's just say. How do you handle that? How do you handle those interactions? You know, a lot of times I think it comes down to accountability. Accountability to ourselves, to know how to act the right way, and 
accountability with others to keep us in check. We know the right way to respond, and that is to be the bigger person. And being the bigger person is not talking back in a negative way. It's not about one-upping. It's not about running away so you don't have to confront what was said or done towards you. You see, taking any of those paths just creates a perpetual cycle that allows the comments, the negative actions, the stereotyping, the things that are making you feel perhaps worthless to continue. Woe is me. And when they started it, you know, that only goes so far. When hurtful words hit me, I want to respond with words that will hurt back. That's my initial thought, right? I'm looking for something to justify my indignation or even my anger. But I know that's an immature response to meanness that doesn't reflect God's heart well. I want to give you just a few key points today that I think might help you break the cycle of being mean in response and allowing mean people to maybe have some control in your life. The first is to refuse your instinct to seek revenge. I'm sure you've all heard the scripture, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But it's the second part of that scripture from Matthew 5 that doesn't get shared as often. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. Now, it's not saying here that we should just hunker down, allow ourselves to be bullied or tortured or ridiculed. This statement is reminding us that we shouldn't respond with the same way we were treated. In other words, maybe rephrasing it this way. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, don't slap them back. Fighting back when we're wronged only continues that cycle of meanness. Instead of putting a gentle stop to it with our love in place of anger. And that brings me to my second point, and it's probably the harder of these, and that's to be kind. Kindness is not the same as, I'm going to be a doormat. Though it's hard to fathom and even harder sometimes to put into practice, we can be grace-filled even in the face of nastiness. We're not being asked to do anything that hasn't already been done for us. God loved us first. He loved me, and he loves you. And he's done this without asking for anything in return, all while sending his son to wipe out our sins. And my third point today isn't necessarily how we should act. It's what we need to help us stay there. And those are some things, and even someone, to help us be accountable. The fact is, at one season of our life or another, or many, we've all been the mean person. Some of our greatest regrets might come from how we responded or how we reacted to people who threw us off balance. So what are our checks and balances to keep ourselves in line? Our pastor has said before that he envisions it like himself being coated in nonstick cooking spray. And that visual doesn't allow negative things to have an effect on him. They don't stick to him and then turn to something that can be a negative response. For some of us, It's people we have in our lives who mentor or guide us. For our kids, it's their parents, their teachers, their youth leaders, or their pastors. And this is where I'll throw a kind word out to my kids. I'm sure they've gotten tired time and time again of hearing me give suggestions about how they relate to others, proper responses, how they act and such. For example, what if kids are talking about them? What if kids are giving them the cold shoulder? 
Sometimes the best advice comes from the people who have your best interest in mind and who've been in your shoes in that same situation at one or many points in their lives. So kids, sometimes your parents are giving you advice because they truly care about you and they've been there and even though it might not seem like it, they do understand. In the times when we want to get even, it does just that. It keeps us even with the person doing wrong. So if someone is talking smack about us, giving us a cold shoulder, and we respond with the same type of actions, it makes us no better than them and gives us no advantage in the situation. Wouldn't you rather be ahead? You relationally pull ahead by refusing to get even. If you listened to my last episode, you know I talked about the power of one. One cold shoulder, one instance of bullying, one negative interaction has the power to do so much, both negatively and positively. So I ask this question. If you were to go five years into the future from now and look back on any situation where you've experienced this type of meanness, what story would you want your response to tell? Just like the character in any book or any movie, one action by a character can change the direction of a story. And if we took our story and chose to rise above in every circumstance, what would it look like to return good for evil? Not just refuse to react, but to be kind. Not just refuse to be bad, but take the golden rule seriously and clearly to do good to those who mistreat us. And I know some of you are probably saying, okay, say I try to be the better person and they just refuse or get worse. Then what? Well, to that, I'd say this. Peace is possible when you offer it and they accept it. And if that's the case, fantastic. On the other hand, peace may seem impossible if you offer and they refuse. Sometimes to live peacefully with someone else is just plain impossible. But you cannot find peace trying to please everyone. If you go through life just trying to please everybody else, you will never live in peace with yourself. I firmly believe there are just some people out there who you're not supposed to live at peace with. Sometimes people just genuinely aren't going to like you for whatever reason. And if you've genuinely tried to be the bigger person, it's usually on their end. I've had people hate me for lots of reasons in my life. And for some reasons you might be surprised by, or maybe not. Uh, I've been talked about for being recognized for good work, for winning an award, for caring too much. Yes, I've had people tell lies about me because I tried to be nice to them. Maybe a jealousy factor? I'm not sure. I've had interactions with mean people who have said things about me, started rumors, and even gotten friends of mine to stop talking to me because of things like this. Now, if what I just shared describes your situation I'm sure there's some of you who feel guilty about that relationship with that other person. Was there something I could have done? If you've done everything as much as you can and you've extended the offer of peace without compromising the good, then you are really truly set right in God's eyes. If you've prayed for that circumstance, that situation, that interaction, and you've tried your most genuine best, you can't feel guilty about where it stands. Because sometimes, You have to forgive, and to be honest, be prepared to move on, even though it's hard to forget. So in summary, I'd say this. When you come across mean people, take every opportunity to be the bigger person. 
Maybe they'll talk to you tomorrow. Maybe they won't. But be the bigger person. Guy Davis said, we all need more kindness in this world. When you have the chance to choose between allowing bullies to rule your headspace or forgiving them for what they've done and letting love and peace and faith guide your steps, be the bigger person. Ask God to guide your steps, your words, and your actions. Resolutions in God's plan will happen. Will Rogers, one of the greatest humorists in American history, said this, Never met a man I didn't like. Can we all say the same thing? How many of you believe what Will Rogers said? I'm sure some of you out there are saying, Well, Will Rogers never met my boss. Or Will Rogers doesn't live next door to the guy that's next door. Or Will Rogers never met my spouse. Okay, maybe that was a little harsh. But, friend, today I'd ask you to try to take the higher road. Take on the same philosophy as Will Rogers. Despite our human nature and our flaws, God chose not to give us what we probably deserved. Instead, he chose to show you and I the kindness of his grace forgiveness, and mercy. By that, he is simply saying, I want you to treat others the same way I've treated you. So I know sometimes we're going to come into interactions with mean people. My biggest suggestion, and I hope your biggest takeaway from this episode today is, be the bigger person. As always, I really do appreciate you taking time to tune in. We'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on Cube.